1: the former Texas congressman and current Republican presidential candidate, Will Hurd, just announced he has reached the donor threshold for next week's presidential debate. Kaylee and I spoke with Hurd about the border, the frontrunner, and the RNC's required pledge to support the eventual Republican nominee. Here's what he had to say.
2: I said I'm not going to sign the pledge um, as is. My issue is not with not supporting the Republican nominee. It's that I do not plan on supporting uh, Donald Trump. I think Donald Trump's running for president in order to stay out of jail, um, not to make America great again. And so that's been my concern since since the very beginning, and I'll be sticking to that.
3: Well, Congressman, Ronna McDaniel of the RNC has said this pledge really is a beat Biden pledge. So if the scenario is it's Donald Trump versus Joe Biden, would you really like to see Joe Biden be beat? What's the lesser of two evils for you?
2: Well, uh that 's a future scenario. The scenario right now is going to be will heard versus joe biden that 's what we 're working towards, and that 's what i 'm focused on uh, that 's why uh, we 're continuing to to hit those requirements and If your viewers go to america dot com and they can help me out and meet those requirements by donating at least one dollar uh, but my My focus uh, over these next seven days is fulfilling that requirements and getting ready for a debate.
1: The other issue, of course, is not just that the former president is leading in the polls, but he has the biggest name ID across the nation, Um, name ID that I know that you're still trying to get that recognition for. If you don't make the debate, how are you going to move the needle to try to get that national recognition?
2: Well, the, the, the reality is, running for president is not one election. It's fifty-seven elections, um, the, all the states and, and the U.S. territories. And you know, a, a, a state like New Hampshire, which is is the first in the nation primary, uh, it's, it's one fifth the size of my, my old congressional district. Um, they appreciate a dark horse candidate like me. Uh, but again, my, my goal is to be on the debate stage, continue to grow a uh, name ID. You know, I'm a startup, right? And the way that a startup is as successful as have the right product market fit. Um, that starts by understanding who your customers are and who your customers aren't, um, being able to live off the land and have a level of simplicity within your organization in order for you to scale.
1: I do want to ask you, though, what you expect to see on that debate stage. We're now seeing a trove of documents. The New York Times is just reporting about Ron DeSantis's team and what their advice to the governor of Florida is to take a sledgehammer against Mr. Ramaswamy and to defend Donald Trump. Why are none of your colleagues willing to say what you're willing to say to hit the man that is directly in front of them? If politics was a a sport, why are they playing for the, the main individual they're up against?
2: Well, first and foremost, they're afraid. They're they're scared. And and I would say that if you're not afraid to take on Donald Trump and be honest uh, about Donald Trump, then you're not prepared to be president of the United States. And uh, the fact that this this treasure trove of documents comes out also shows the shambles that the DeSantis campaign is in. Is that he has to have his super PAC in order to help prepare him uh, for the debate. Um, this is a flawed strategy. Listen, I'm not a a, a political cons- I'm not a political a scientist. However, I've- I've won some really tough elections that nobody uh, thought I could win, and, and I've won at a time when um, tens of millions of dollars of negative advertising was dropped on my head. Here's one thing I learned in all this. You can't kiss the behind of the of your opponent. That's not a winning strategy. And and why they're, they're doing this, again, they're afraid. Um, they do not understand who, who they're supposed to be talking to, and I think they believe that all the legal challenges that Donald Trump has, all the legal bills um, that he has that for some reason he's not going to uh, continue with his campaign. I think that's a flawed strategy. And if we want to get done and be done with Donald Trump, we have to beat him in a primary uh, once and for all. And that's what we're uh, trying to do, and and that's why um, I decided to run for, for president.
3: Okay, so on that note of your run for president, let's talk about some specific policy issues, uh, if, if we could. You obviously are coming to us today from Texas, where you herald from. The issue of the border in particular, sure. why as president, if you were president, could we actually see something material when it comes to a bipartisan effort to address the issue of the border come together when we have seen it tried and failed so many times before?
2: Sure. Uh, The last piece of bipartisan legislation that passed on border security, or was was even drafted on border security, I drafted it uh, with Pete Aguilar from from California. Uh, We need someone who actually understands uh, the border and is not just interested in talking tough. Uh, Showing up to Arizona once um, to say you understand the border is not it. I live there. I represented 820 miles of it. Um, This was an issue that I've had to deal with for a long time.
3: Uh, Just quickly here, do you think Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro, Alejandro Mayorkas should be impeached? Is that a proper course of action to pursue, given what you just said about the border?
2: Um, I, I think I think the Secretary of Homeland Security should be fired. If Joe Biden is serious about Homeland Security and if he's serious about trying to solve this, this humanitarian crisis, then the first thing he needs to do is fire Mayorkas and start listening to the men and women. Um, but if he doesn't, patrol. should
3: Congress impeach him?
2: Look, Congress, in my opinion, an impeachment is a violation of the law. Um, Is is there laws that are not being enforced? I can make an argument that the way they're treating all asylum seekers, anybody coming to the country as an asylum seeker. um, But I think the the right course of action right now is for Congress to be working together on what a plan is. And I think Joe Biden should fire Mayorkas and start over in order to show that he recognizes and accepts um, that this is a humanitarian crisis. Anybody who thinks. that uh, that we have operational control of our border um, right now in this moment in time is is absolutely wrong. And that's what he said at his latest hearing. The people that have operational control of the border are the drug trafficking organizations and the human smugglers um, in Mexico.
1: You mentioned China a lot in this interview. President Biden recently said China's a ticking time bomb, and he also said that during difficult economic times, China could do bad things. Um, You spent years in Pakistan. You spent years at the CIA as a CIA officer. Do you agree with the president?
2: Well, I believe that the Chinese government is the biggest existential threat to the United States of America. And they're trying to surpass the United States of America as the global superpower. Uh, Why should, and and, and I would say a a lot, this is probably one of the few uh, bipartisan issues in Washington, D.C., where Republicans and Democrats uh, agree uh, with the philosophy. And this is not my opinion that the Chinese government is trying to surpass the United States of America. This is what they say about themselves in English since at least 2015. they're going to try to do that by being a global leader in a number of technologies, 5G, AI, quantum computing, synthetic biology. Look, We can program DNA today the way we program computer code, the impact that's going to have on, on so many people's lives and, and industries. And this is something that we have to be prepared to, to fight. And every American should care about this because if the Chinese beat us as the largest economy, the most important global power, our dollar's not going to go as far, our 401ks and retirements are not going going to last as long as we expected, And our kids and our grandkids are not going to be able to have access to the best paying jobs. And the only way we deal with a threat that is four times our size is we have to have a posse. We have to have um, a group of allies that are willing to combat this threat. And, and that's why we have to be growing our alliances, whether it's with NATO, with the EU, um, in, the, in the broader Western hemisphere.
1: Well, it feels like the president is doing that, especially tomorrow as he meets with the leaders of South Korea and Japan. But on a policy front, if you were to become president, would you want a more a faster decoupling from Beijing?
2: Look, I think decoupling is, 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 is not the right way to describe what needs to happen between the United States and, and China. Uh, the U.S. can compete with China, we can cooperate with China. I, I think reciprocity is probably the better word to describe where our relationship needs to be. If U.S. companies and businesses can't do something in China, why are we allowing uh, Chinese companies and businesses to do that here in the United States? If the Chinese agree to be part of the WTO and they violate those rules, why do we not have other members of the WTO administer consequences to that? And so the world is big enough for the both of us to, to be able to exist. I want America to always be on top. I want us uh, to be the, the ones in control. And, and we have that opportunity to do that. But again, that's going to require us to start making some different decisions right now.
3: That was Republican presidential candidate Will Heard from Texas speaking to us from Dallas.